to this episode of Horrific History and Hauntings. I'm Beth. And I'm Ramey. We're your hosts, here to talk about the stories that the history books ignore. From horrific epidemics and ghostly hauntings to the catastrophes and tragic events that have sickened humanity. Are we talking about the alphabet of death at the end of the day? Yes. Yes. I also have a what happened in history today. Oh, I forgot about that one this time myself. Today in history. It's November 8th. And in 1895, physicist Wilhelm Conrad, it's German, R-O-N-T-G-E-N. The two little dots over the O. Ronchen? Ronchen? I'm sure you're correct. I doubt it. We have a couple of German listeners. If you want to, please correct her. And even if you tell me how to pronounce it, like, there's no way that I'll end up getting it right. He was the first person to observe x-rays. That sounds dangerous. Just a little bit. They didn't know it at the time. His discovery occurred accidentally in his Würzburg, Germany lab. He was testing cathode rays. Rays, not rays. <laughs> um, I don't know if I pronounced C-A-T-H-O-D-E right. He was testing to see if they would pass through glass. He noticed glowing coming from a nearby chemically coated screen. Interesting lab. Yeah. Because that was just random. And he called them x-rays. Dangerous rays is what I call Well, he didn't know what they were. That's why. X. Yeah. In 1897, x-rays were first used on a military battlefield during the Balkan War. Yeah, you got that right. I'm surprised. Never heard of it. Uh-uh. To find bullets and broken bones inside patients. What, what's the Balkan War? You look it up and go into it. We'll do an episode on it. Obviously, scientists realized quickly that x-rays were very useful and had benefits. They, as I said before, were pretty slow at really realizing that they were also They used to use them to see what size shoe you should wear. Yeah, I actually had that in my notes. Oh. So there you go. And that was in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, Sometime (laughs) during the 50s is when they realized, maybe we shouldn't do this just for shoes. Yeah. Within several years, researchers began to report cases of burns, skin damage. And in 1904, Thomas Edison's assistant, Clarence Daly, who had worked extensively with x-rays, died of skin cancer. That's not good. No, no, it's not. And that's the only thing. I couldn't even find anything interesting to randomly note. You know how I'll sometimes have one or two that I'm like, I'm not going to go into it, but I'll just mention it. Yeah. I couldn't find any more. That's huh. literally all I could find. Now we're going to the alphabet of death. So G is for? Um, gasoline. Yeah. Kill you in a few different ways. Gorging. I'm sure that's a not the technical term, but we'll take it. What is it? Gastric distress? I almost said that. I really did. I almost <laughs> can said you that. die from that? Probably. We'll go with those. I don't know if you can die from gastric distress, though. Grapes. Apparently, grapes are easy. To One of the on. easiest things to choke on. So I'm a, grapes are, can kill you, too. Yep. But we're going to talk about geographic tongue instead. What? I had no clue what it was either. You ever get those little tiny bumps on your tongue? Little sore ones that go away a few days? Yeah. Apparently that's what it is. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Because I thought it was just, I thought maybe I'd bit my tongue and didn't realize it. But no. People with geographic tongue develop these patches on their tongue. That's rough, swollen, and sometimes slimy. The swelling can become so bad that it can lead to... Difficulty speaking, chewing, swallowing, and eventually breathing. Ew. New fear unlocked, because I get those a lot. (laughs) 
I don't get them that often. Yeah. Many people with geographic tongue underestimate it, obviously, and often neglect to take action until it's a bigger problem. Yeah. And usually then they can't breathe. Okay. No thoughts? No, no, I don't have no thoughts on it. I, I, it's just something that happens. <laughs> it's believed that emotional stress, that's why I get them. Oh. Or an unspecified allergy may contribute to geographic tongue, though it's somewhat unknown and apparently shows up with a lot of emotional stress. Me, me, that's me. My tongue is getting bumpy for this. <laughs> and it could lead to bigger problems. Death. (laughs) (laughs) It is not contagious on the bright side. Yeah, that's good. It's estimated that 1,760 people with geographic tongue die each year in the United States. That's a lot more than I would assume for something like that. Yeah. Normally, I would have chose a different G word for this next one, but there was a part that I found funny and it brought back an old memory Uh with me and you. So I decided to add it. Golf. Not a sports person in general, but especially not golf. I'm very bad at it. I'm bad at it. I don't like things I'm bad at. And uh, I just do not find it entertaining to watch or play. Sometimes I like mini golf. Yeah. But that's about it. Uh, How does it kill people? Well, apparently the third and 18th holes are the most fatal in golf. More people die at those holes. So... I guess just skip past those and give yourself a better chance. Really? Yeah. Huh. 3,120 golfers have lost their lives over a five-year span at these holes. Why? I don't know. Three's supposed to be one of my lucky numbers, so. The majority of deaths on the golf course are due to health-related issues, not really because of the golf itself. Only 2% are caused by golf clubs or golf balls. Only 2%. Yeah, only two. In 1982, a 35-year-old man who was pretty passionate about golf experienced uh, frustration and anger after he made a bad shot. I'd say so. So he did the most logical thing by throwing his golf club in a rage fit. As one does. Yeah. The club hit a tree and broke into two pieces, and then it ricocheted back at him and severed his jugular vein. How bad Guess that bad golf luck club indeed. and that tree showed you who's boss. Yeah, you had to be terribly unlucky to have that. Yeah, you made a bad shot, and then you threw your club and got your jugular cut by the club. Bad day. I wonder if he was at hole three or 18. In 1998, a man lost his life when his brother struck him in the forehead with a nine iron. I could see it. People do That's what like made it. me think. Remember at Sheikatigue? When we were at the beach at Sheikatigue, when we were younger, I was teens, I guess, uh, playing mini golf, putt-putt is what I call it. And um, this woman and her children were there. Ethan and Charlotte were the children's names. If you think it's weird that I can remember that, it's because the little boy, Ethan, swung his little putt-putt and struck Charlotte in the head as hard as he could. <laughs> and she started crying and the woman screamed, Ethan, you ripped Charlotte. And I'll never forget that because oh. who says things like that? <laughs> A hit. I would have said hit. Where'd you get ripped? I know. <laughs> Must have been a motherly in shock moment. Yeah. Or maybe that's how the kids say it and she just adopted it. <laughs> they just go around whacking each other. I guess. He wasn't aware that someone shouting four was a warning that the player was about to swing. He thought four meant he was being called for his turn and he walked up to the tee and that's when he got hit by the golf club 
and it killed him. It was an accident then. Yeah, it was an accident. An average of six people lose their lives each year on golf courses due to lightning strikes while watching golf tournaments. Apparently not even playing it. You would think the people with the metal club would be the ones to yeah. get struck. But apparently it's the people that just watch. That's why it's best to stay at home and watch it on your TV. You can have free food. Don't have to be around people. H is for. H is for heroin. Damn you. <laughs> uh, Hockey. Yeah, that's a rough sport. I'm sure somebody's probably died from hockey. Hiking. We did a whole episode on it. Oh, yeah, that'll that'll do it too. Yeah, or Especially. the people you meet on hikes. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterectomy? Oh, God. We're going to talk about hair. Oh, yes. Welcome to our beauty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, a woman developed a habit of putting her hair in her mouth. Oh, I've heard this story. Yeah, it's a common one. Over time, this progressed to her chewing and swallowing it. She had pica. And yet, I can't stop vomiting if I have a hair in my food. Especially if it touches my mouth. Oh, yeah, I vomit. I don't, I, I don't even... I'm lucky if I don't vomit and I just gag and can't stop gagging. But no, normally, I actually vomit. None of that affects me. I'll usually pull it out and either not eat the food. Or if it's at the house and something I've made, I just keep eating the food. <laughs> no, if it's in my mouth already, oh, no, no, no. Even if it's my own. She ate regular meals as well. But I hope she, so. <laughs> she died from starvation at the age of 21. Oh, I laughed before that. That's not why I laughed. I laughed at the hope so. Not that the woman died at age 21 from yeah, starvation. She clearly didn't have room in her tummy for the other foods. Yeah. Just that hairy diet. Yeah. And autopsy revealed a massive hairball the size of a soccer ball in her stomach. Hair's not digestible. Obviously. So it prevented her body from getting. The proper nutrients she needed to survive. That would be terrible. I find eating to be such an inconvenience. We did an episode about this. Not exactly this. It's a different viewpoint on this one. Halloween. It's a deadly day. There's a rise in child pedestrian deaths during Halloween. Wonder why. Because people mow them down. Between 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., there are 210 deaths annually which is four times higher than the regular night. Only four times. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently people are on a regular mowing down children. Anyway, yeah. shame on you. In Alabama, a Halloween prank took a dark turn. They do that. During a hayride. A 22-year-old actor hired for the hayride dressed as a gravedigger. And his role was to surprise the wagon in the woods by jumping on it and firing a cap gun into the air. The actor chose to use a real gun instead of a cap gun because he believed a 38 revolver would be louder and more authentic to scare the riders. That's true, unfortunately. Yeah, it will definitely scare your riders. The act turned tragic when he tripped on some hay. Uh, on the hay ride. How did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> and his fall led to him accidentally shooting one of the 13-year-old girls in the head and injured a 7-year-old. 1998 to 2002, 1,431 pedestrian deaths were related directly to Halloween activities. But don't be out there toilet paper people houses and they won't be running you over. Hazing. Ah, yes. Never heard of it before. You never heard of college hazing? No. Or it's just anything. I, they haze people in workplaces and everything. I always just heard initiation. I never heard the hazing. It's like, um... Dumbasses. Initiation rituals are normally for harassing and humiliating activities when someone joins a group 
because apparently you can't just be like, sup, you're part of the group now, congrats. If it goes too far into being harmful, and that's when it becomes hazing. It's banned in 40 states, but it's still common when it comes to sports and student groups, bans, fraternities, sororities, high schools, and even the military. More than half of high school students and almost 81% of all college athletes have gone through hazing. I'm not part of that half. Then again, I wasn't offered, like, I joined a club only because you had to. Did you have to do that when you were in high school? Didn't have to. Could have went to study hall. Oh, no. They were like, you have to join a club. I did not. I went to study hall. Oh, no, I did one year. I joined one to help get food to uh, collect food for uh, needy dogs and cats. Yeah, well, I joined the FFA because you got to do a lot of cool stuff with it. And you got to go to elementary schools and teach children about farming stuff. It was fun. Amazing. I never really. They never made me do anything like that. No, I didn't have an easy thing. And now this is more of like, like a late teen. And thing if they would have, I would have been like, no, your group is not important to me. No is my favorite word. You try to get me to do something like that. No, my name is no. Everything. No, 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 no. My favorite word in the whole world. Hazing is normally just humiliating pledges to yeah. show submissiveness to the older members. Obviously, we've seen the college hazing. That's it, went bad. Yeah. It's uh Includes substance abuse, usually lots of alcohol and drug use. In March 2004, during a secret Masonic. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, Mason. I know how to say Mason. It's M-A-S-O-N-I-C. Masonic ceremony. A 76-year-old man was accidentally killed. A 76-year-old man accidentally killed a new member. That's unfortunate. The ritual pledges trusted their lives to fellow members. Yeah, that's... And uh, maybe not do that. The older man holding a gun with blanks aimed to shoot cans on the altar. He figured out about the second gun he had that was loaded with real bullets and ended up using that one instead of the one with blanks. And he shot the new member in the forehead, killing him instantly. Well... If you do something like this, I consider you a cult. Even the sororities and fraternities... I believe you're a cult if you do things like this. That's just ignorant. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you've done that and you want to consider that fun, that's not my type of fun. I think that is ignorant. I would never do this. It's deeply rooted in American culture because America and even appears on U.S. dollar bills. Hazing. The hovering eyeball on currency is a symbol of the Illuminati. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, you see all these videos on TikTok about it, but I really... It confuses me. It's linked to deadly hazing rituals, apparently. And we know that the Illuminati has been around for centuries and is not just a social club. It's a highly organized group, clearly, because nobody knows anything really about them. They have theories, but they're in influential positions across banks, oil, government. Presidents such as Roosevelt Kennedy and both George Bush's are rumored to have undergone secret Masonic rituals. I just called the presidents ignorant. It's okay. <laughs> oh. President Bush's association with the Yale Skull and Bone Society is seen by some as a path to the true Illuminati. I don't know what that is either. And I feel like if I do an episode, because I have it on the list, if I do an episode on this, I feel like it's going to take forever. People would like it, but I never found these secret groups to be terribly interesting. 
Um, that's why I never dug into any of it to learn more. Hmm. I, I would just go with the Illuminati because it's like the I main mean, one that everybody watch, knows If about. you want to learn more about them, watch um, The Da Vinci Code or something. I guess that's, I tried. It yeah. didn't interest me. Well, this won't interest you either. <laughs> New members were said to dress like Don Quixote. I don't know who that is. To learn a secret handshake and run around naked in the woods during initiation. <laughs> that doesn't sound that dangerous. I still wouldn't do it. There was no records of death from these rituals. The Bonesmen apparently take a vow to keep things quiet. Yeah, that's the point. So that's why there's no What records. do you do when these people get old and get dementia and then start saying stuff? And then you hear the videos about it from the nursing home nurses. Yeah. Minus the names. Obviously, we know about the physical abuse that goes on with hazing. Newcomers might go through very painful experiences such as being locked in tight spaces rubbing icy hot on their genitals, consuming unpleasant substances such as urine. Waterboarding. Or waterboarding. Engaging in gang sex after being forced to consume too much alcohol. That's rape. Both human and non-human sometimes. And uh, whoever you you are that comes up with that idea has anything to do with that, uh, I can't say what I need to say because I'd end up in jail. <laughs> 1978, a new student at Northeastern was locked in a car trunk and told he couldn't get out until he drank two quarts of Jack Daniels. Had to kill a person. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. He died from alcohol poisoning that night. In a trunk. In a trunk because of, of a bunch of dumb shits. Yeah. I'm sorry, you do shit like this, you're dumb. You're dumb for making, thinking that people should have to do this just to join your group. I'm sorry, nobody in this world is that special. Nobody. Your group ain't that special. You ain't that special. You're just not. In 1997, two freshmen at Clarkson University were forced to drink liquor from a bucket and tragically ended up losing their lives after choking on their own vomit. They probably should have been sleeping on their sides. Big spoon, little spoon. Yeah. that Well, somebody's going to get vomit in their hair. Well, they'll wake up and know it, that people are choking. <laughs> <laughs> in 1999, at Monmouth College in New Jersey, Five pledges were required to dig six-foot graves on a beach. That's sandy. Yeah. Well, the walls of the graves unexpectedly collapsed. That's and what happens when sand is... Have you ever played Minecraft? You dig under no. a rock. You dig and down, down, down. And then you get to something and you see some coal or gold above you and you hit it. Kind of find out the blocks above the gold or whatever is actually nothing but sand. And it all collapses in on the cave and kills you. One of them suffocated to death. Yep, that's that's exactly what happened. He, yeah. he should. When was this? Oh, it predates Minecraft. That explains 1999. it. 1999. In 2001, a 19-year-old Manhattan College pledge was left stranded naked on a freezing night in upstate New York. Hypothermia. Dude or a girl, but they died of hypothermia, yes. And it's a dude. Dudes, um, they don't well, really I mean, mind being drugged out naked. Girls probably never would agree to it. I don't know. I feel like some sororities do. But I feel like men are more risky when it comes to stupid shit like this. No. Yeah, remember the statue no killed offense, those ben, kids. But yeah, that, like that. What's her name? Black Betty or whatever murdered that kid for sitting on her lap. Yeah, what Black Aggie. Black Aggie. <laughs> yeah. It, it, sure. Okay. That was fraternity. Yeah, that's a, that was a hazing gone wrong, ghostly. Yeah. In two thousand one, Florida A and M University faced a one point eight million dollar lawsuit when their marching band members as a part of initiation peddled their new <laughs> tuba player so 
so forcefully that the 21-year-old passed away from kidney failure. Oh, that is not funny, but... I'm so sorry to hear about that, but you've got to admit that's a story to tell. Oh. 21-year-old. I didn't really see fan members doing something like this, but apparently they did. I have a cousin who might be able to tell us more about these incidents, but I don't know if he ever will mm. tell us. <laughs> oh. How forcefully... For kidney failure? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you, you jarred my candies loose. <laughs> it, I, I read it and I wrote it, but it still does not make sense. How did you get kidney? What were they beating? What were they? Like, they were Maybe paddling. Maybe it was in the ribs. But... Maybe it was more of a beating and they called it paddling because it was with a paddle. Huh. Oh. I, like, I can't, I can't I'm see. I'm not a doctor. I fell I on my know. butt more than once and I can't see somebody hitting me with a paddle harder than that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> My kidney seems fine. Yeah. Maybe this paddling is a ribbing instead. Um, Each year, there are about 50 deaths due to hazing activities. Only oh, 50. Man. Which They'll talk about the ones who go to hospital for alcohol poisoning or injuries. Yeah. 50 deaths. What's the injuries? Yeah. Well, you've heard of them. Broken bones, alcohol poisoning. No, yearly. Oh, well, yeah. Let's oh. add that in there, too. Well, I'd like, Where's it at? We'll have to Google that. And since this book came out, alcohol use in America has risen, so maybe it's even worse now. Probably. Heads versus signs. Oh, good. I can guess you shouldn't look out the window when you're driving down the road. Mm. Yeah, probably shouldn't. In 1996, a 13-year-old boy in Minnesota leaned out of a bus window to talk to his friends about the time that the bus started moving. And his head, while I was stuck out the window, was crushed by a tree. You know, I would always hear about that on our bus. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was told about this constantly because mm-hmm. I started school about the time this happened and I didn't want to get out of my seat anyway. So it's a moot point. I know some little kids on the bus, even in high school, who would want to stick their head out the bus window, though. I want to sleep. The bus made me want to sleep. I just sat there and read a book because I was a good boy. In 1994, a 13-year-old girl in New Jersey stuck her head out of the bus and it hit a utility pole. All these kids are 13. You know what? Drive your 13-year-old to school. I don't think Mama and Papa will let them stick their head out the window. In 1988, a 15-year-old in New Hampshire leaned out of a bus window to see a schoolyard fight better. Uh, they were beheaded by a street sign. Can you imagine who was getting stared at then? Oh, did they even? Oh, I wonder if the two people fighting noticed. Somebody bound to have screamed, there's a head. <laughs> no way that didn't get noticed because the kids on the bus would have been screaming. The bus driver on. would have slammed the brakes. Yeah, that fight didn't last very long. Mm. It got quickly forgotten. Those kids are beating themselves to death if nobody else noticed it. Because the teachers aren't going to notice it now. (laughs) We're too worried about this head. Yeah. I would be. In 2004 in Atlanta, neighbors of a 21-year-old man discovered a headless corpse in a parked truck in his driveway. When the police arrived, they found the truck's owner covered in blood and asleep in his bed. It turned out that... Him and this friend had been drinking, and the friend's head hit a utility pole wire while he was sticking it out the window like he shouldn't be doing. And the man driving drove 12 miles more to his house without realizing that his friend in the passenger seat was headless. In 1996, in Houston, Texas, a 27-year-old woman managed to keep driving her motorcycle for around 100 yards after being decapitated by a piece of sheet metal that flew from a truck. Final destination. Yeah. In 2002, 3,162 motorcyclists died from head injuries. Yeah, I witnessed one. Actually, it could have been in 2002. 
wait a minute. I think I was with you. Yeah, we were driving down from mom's house, or we were riding with mom in a yeah. little pin tracker. I looked over, and there was a moped uh-huh. against the guardrail, and the man's head was not there. Yeah. They already had people there to assist him, so what was I going to do? Just keep driving. Yeah. Just keep driving. I would have done There was no anyway. assisting him. He was like, If nobody would have been there, I probably would have called 911 and just been like, uh, I'm going to keep moving because I got things to do. And there's no fixing this. <laughs> and I can't help him. There is no help for him, but you should probably come pick him up. Yeah. So, yeah. That's sad. Hide and seek kills. Yep. People get stuck in trunks, cars, they get run over, trying to hide under cars. They All kinds of bad things. Yeah. It's actually... You hear a lot about that. In horror probably, movies, too. Yeah, you probably shouldn't play hide and seek. How many times in a horror movie do they find one of the missing ancient children in a box somewhere? Uh, Remember when we had that little, that coffin, that life-sized coffin that mom had made for Halloween yeah. decorations? And we would play and hide in it. Yeah. From 1945 to 1970, many freezers and fridges were built with doors that locked shut with no way to open them from the inside. That's the kind of Indiana Jones survived in his movie. Yeah. Kids playing hide and seek have gotten stuck and suffocated in those fridges. Yep. Since 1988, 27 deaths were caused from kids being stuck inside discarded freezers and fridges that still had the doors attached to them. So if you're going to just randomly toss out, you should probably take it to a dump. But if you're going to randomly toss out a fridge or a freezer, at least take the door off. Because even I would definitely, as a kid, I would be like, yeah, I should get in that. In the summer of 16, (laughs) we're talking about summer of 1998, though. Five young girls in Arizona locked themselves inside a car trunk while playing hide and seek. How do you get that many girls in a car trunk? Must have been a Lincoln. I think they were, yeah, the girls were ranging in ages from two to seven. Still would have been quite a squeeze, I feel like, but. I mean, have you seen some of those old Lincolns? Oh, well, yeah. They were missing for about an hour, and the police. Ended up bringing dogs to search, and then soon after, all five of them were found dead due to the heat. Yeah. Imagine finding all of them. I wonder if they were friends or just all of them in the same family. How would that? I want to say they were cousins and sisters. Oh, my God. The I think whole, it was like a relative. You just thing. lost a whole generation. Yeah. In a trunk. If I'm not Lincoln mistaken, I could be wrong, but I want to say I remember it as it's saying they were sisters and cousins. In a trunk. Oh, that's terrible for the whole family. Maybe they had young boys that didn't play with the girls and they survived. They did all girls, right? Yes, this was all girls. Yeah, and surely somebody had a boy. Hopefully. Or maybe the boys were doing the seeking. That would make sense as to why all the girls were in the trunk. Yeah. I wonder if they got survivor's guilt. Probably not. They probably got more presents. Ugh. In June 2005, three boys aged 5, 6, and 11 were found dead in the trunk of a neighbor's car in Camden, New Jersey. This was after they had been seen playing near the same car about five days earlier. Oh, dear. Stinky they car. Were, did this neighbor not use his car for that long? Because you would smell that. It could have been a car that just sat around. Well, true. But Especially if you can get the trunk it easily. Yeah. Since 1965, 5,901 adults and kids have lost their lives inside of car trunks. And that's not even including the ones the mob get. <laughs> oh, I bet that would be a much higher number. Well, in the G's, there was two different gangster topics, but I'm not very interested in gangsters. Yeah. I didn't add those. I'm sure there, there was actually quite a few pages on each of those. So if people are interested in that kind of thing, then they would have that. But I'm just not interested. It's not my thing. 
I don't know why this wasn't added to Halloween, but the holly jolly holidays also kill. And you know why? It's because they have to hear the same songs playing from November to January 1st. That's what does it. All I want for Christmas is for you to shut the hell up. I don't mind too much because I don't listen to the radio. I don't go to stores. I get my food delivered. (laughs) The most obvious thing is fires. Fire officials describe drying Christmas trees as a bomb inside of people's homes due to the huge risk of fires. I burnt them. When we get rid of some around here, we'd throw them out and burn them in a big pile and they just go go up. Yeah. Yeah, bomb would be a good description when you throw those on a fire. Christmas decorations that resemble food are mistakenly eaten by children, which is just another reason. If I'm going to decorate with fruit or whatever, I'm going to use real fruit. And it's not just because I'm afraid somebody's going to go up and eat a plastic fruit. That too. But, well, I don't have any children in my house, but still. It also just seems like a waste of money. When you're going to be buying fruit to eat anyway. Yes, my Christmas tree banana. But I'm also, like I said, I'm not a decorating person. I find a lot of decorations just to get in my way and collect dust and cause me more effort when it comes to cleaning. And I don't like that. I'm lazy. Okay. It also is apparently proven that all these little trinkets that you call decorations cause you more stress. And I agree. The only ones I like to keep are the ones I get on vacations, like my jars of fetuses. The eating fake fruit leads to approximately 85 deaths each holiday season. Yeah. Holiday lights causing strangulation send about 1,300 people to the emergency room each year. I don't know how that starts. I'm going to assume it's probably kids. Oh, yeah. Children falling off a railing or something. Uh, Playing with the lights and then falling, yeah. Gift wrappings thrown in the fireplace can burn irregularly. They release dangerous sparks and chemicals that have led to explosions in homes. <laughs> I did not really expect that. No. For um, a gift wrapping. I know we used to use it to start fires in the old wood stove. I've I think it. maybe it's that foily kind maybe that they're talking about. Yeah. Because I've never had any of our gift wrapping do that. And it's normal paper usually. Around 1,200 people die in a holiday fire caused by gift wrapping each year. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Like the Christmas trees, it's just one big fire. Hazard. Just another reason to not put up Christmas decorations. Extended exposure of food to room temperatures during holiday office parties increases the risk of food poisoning for those attending. I knew that. I avoided those. And I have in my little side notes. I'm curious to know what the statistics are for those pizza parties they throw for employees appreciation instead of giving them proper bonuses and raises. During the holidays, more people experience holiday heart syndrome. Their hearts beat irregularly. Yeah, that's caffeine. It's often due to drinking alcohol mixed with caffeine, chocolate, other sugary desserts, and other various cold beverages. Yeah. Don't drink coffee and alcohol. Don't drink anything like that. Don't drink caffeine and alcohol. As good as it seems. Like those four locos. It's really not. But no, I drank a cup of potty. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, no wonder you feel bad. Pot of coffee all to myself. (laughs) Nasty. Oh, it's a pot of coffee. And it's not good for me. And that's even without the alcohol. I drink one cup I feel in the like, I'm like, yeah, I'm having a heart attack. I guess somebody will come and find me I'll, eventually uh, if the cat doesn't eat my face off first. Yeah. I drink one cup in the morning and then that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, this leads to an increased risk of heart issues. Yep. And putting infants and young children on adult beds during the holidays raises the risk of accidents such as suffocation, strangulation, and entrapment. I would also think that falling off the bed would be a problem because mm, babies and infants, don't they have like soft heads? Yeah. <laughs> Brittle bones. I don't know about the bones. I, I, I know there's a soft spot on their head somewhere. Bright little tiny humans. More people intentionally harm themselves in crashes during the holidays. Hookworms. I listened to a Sawbones episode about this. There's a saw. Ooh, I want to hear it. What's it called? Hookworms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they live in the stomachs of about 80 million people in the world. Every day they lay about 25,000 eggs and create more worms that stick to the walls of the small intestine. And they suck blood, which I didn't know that's what they did. And cause deadly bleeding. Come to think of it, I really didn't know much about hookworms at all. A few ways to get hookworms in your body are letting a pet with worms sleep in your bed, walking on carpets that dogs have wiped their booties on, and walking barefoot on the beaches where dogs roam, which makes me understand. I mean, I know it's for the environment thing as well. Why on Assateague Island, when you go to the beach, they won't allow dogs at all, even in the cars. It's an animal refuge. Yeah. It's, you, we don't need your dog chasing a pony, I guess, as well. But this also makes sense. You don't want to give people hookworm. Even though hookworms are as small as a piece of rice, their biting mouth parts are really strong. Most people don't realize they have them. Having about 25 in your intestines usually won't make you sick. Until they turn into 25,000. So yeah. So you can have 25 of these in your intestine. In, it's just fine and dandy. You're normal. The first signs of hookworm disease are dry hair, dry skin, and developing a pot belly. If the number of worms reaches 501,000, death is nearby for the human. If caught early, medicine can eliminate the parasites. Since hookworms make you anemic, you also need to treat that as well for the better chance of survival. Kids with hookworms might need both blood transfusions as well as the medicine to get rid of the parasites. Yep. Because they have less blood, I suppose. Hookworms are responsible for about 55,000 deaths each year. Hurricanes. One of my favorite topics because not only do you have a big strong storm with wind, you get that surge of water, that nice flood that fascinates me. For a storm to be called a hurricane, it needs winds faster than 75 miles per hour. On September 8, 1900, the unnamed hurricane in Galveston, Texas, still holds the record for the most deaths. The Galvacane. Hmm? I'd call it the Galvacane. Oh, that would be perfect. Over 8,000 people lost their lives due to the flooding caused by this unnamed hurricane. Galvacane. And to put that into perspective, Hurricane Katrina, August 29, 2005, Category 5 storm hit the Gulf Coast. Most of the damage, I believe, was in New Orleans because, you know, they're bowl-shaped. It caused more American deaths than any other natural disaster in over 50 years. The storm surge broke about a 500-foot section of the levee that was meant to protect New Orleans. And it flooded, obviously, the below-sea-level bowl, New Orleans, historic streets, with up to 20 feet of surging water. And it led to about 1,400 deaths. That's what I meant by, let me put that into perspective. The 1,900 unnamed one was 8,000, which I would like to do a full episode on Katrina. July 30th, 1715, the first recorded American hurricane occurred. 
A group of 12 Spanish ships loaded with gold, silver, and cocoa from Cuba got hit by the hurricane off the coast of Florida. 11 of the ships sank, which resulted in the deaths of around 1,000 of their passengers, officers, and crew members. The shift in air pressure during a hurricane can also lead to deaths. I didn't think about that. When you think hurricane, you don't think heart failure. Probably people that have heart problems. The intense storm surges of hurricanes bring waves up to 20 feet high, and this is what usually leads to the deaths, in, such as the case of Katrina. Water rose so swiftly in New Orleans that people got trapped in attics, and some drowned while attempting to swim to rooftops to try to be rescued. From 1940 to 2005, 3,600 deaths in the U.S. were caused by hurricanes. I'm surprised there more, to be honest. Yeah, I guess if they live near that area's that's a problem. They probably know how to prepare for it. More All now. these people are just noobs. <laughs> Recent convertees to the South. And that's all I have. It was and, a good episode. Yeah. I learned about hookworms, hazing, something I would never take part in. Don't stick your head out of cars. Don't hop in the refrigerator. I try to keep the emotional stress down because those little bumps yeah. are caused by that. And uh, so don't drink in the holidays. Don't don't drink any poop on the holidays. <laughs> don't drink caffeine. Don't poop, decorate coffee. for the holidays. Don't decorate for the holidays because it will do you in. Then your tree will burn down and you'll run out of the house and get strangled on the Christmas tree. Like, yeah. It's a no win. Just don't celebrate the holidays. I have fun, but make it simple. That's what I do. But do you all do you? I'll read your obituary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole other podcast for that. Yeah. They're actually quite funny. If you like listening to us talk, we have two other podcasts. We're part of the Gruesome Gaming Group. We have a link in the description of this episode. It'll take you to a bunch of other links for our socials and our homepage for the podcast where you can subscribe to them. Uh, we have Brother Knows Quest's podcast where I talk about tabletop role-playing games to my sister here. And she tells me what she thinks of them at the end. I have Leveling Duo. It's a podcast where I tell my, where my friend Dakota and I talk about video games we like. Uh, all those links will be in the link tree. Also, the other socials, you can subscribe to them and find out what we're going to be talking about. And we are starting to stream on Twitch. My sister's streaming some Sims. It might be on Twitch soon. And um, we're also doing stuff on YouTube stream, more like the stuff we do cooperatively, uh, play Halo or something. It'll be on YouTube. You can also listen to our episodes on YouTube Music or our YouTube channel. If you're into that, like and subscribe. Click the little bell icon and you'll be able to Find out when new stuff comes out. Also, follow us on Twitter or X. That'll be where we talk about anything that we're working on. So it's the best way to keep up with the news. The homepage I was talking about, you can find all our podcasts. You can donate there if you want to. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I have been Ramey. And I'm Beth. This has been HHH. Bye-bye.